Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Wheel of Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 23 and 24 of The Shadow Rising, Beyond the Stone, and Ruridium. Enjoy! So welcome to season four, episode 12, um, 78th, if you're counting since we started this thing, episode 78, um, as far as what's new going on in our world, um, we have no new patrons, not this week, uh, but we are opening this recording live to all. So if you didn't, uh, listen to it, check our Twitter when we do these things. Cause we do post, uh, we do a lot open to everyone every once in a while, normally live recordings for patrons only. Every once in a while, we do let everyone else in as well. Kind of as, hey, this is what you could get. Um, it's a dollar a month uh, to, uh, to get live recordings uh, where you can join us on Discord and, and listen to us uh, have all the technical difficulties that we have <laughs> when we're recording. Um, since we're live from three different states again, last week it was South Carolina, North Carolina, and Virginia. Um, this week it's Virginia, Maryland, and Utah. <laughs> We're, we're, we're on the middle of our U.S. tour. Um, Mixing it up. Yeah, so... I'm going uh, to find someplace else next week. Just, just, wh- just why not? Just, just I'm going to not. Tennessee. Yeah, there you go. Go to Knoxville. Hang out there for a yeah. bit. Um, yeah, so... Um, as far as any major milestones, none of those. But I wanted to highlight... I haven't done locations in a while, and I didn't want to do locations, but I went and counted them all. We now have 71 different countries that listen to us. Oh, wow. Yeah. 71. We're going we're to have to do the Animaniac song to name them all. Yeah. <laughs> Start just listing them all off. I'll see if Pretty I cool. can memorize it. I, I thought that was, a, that was an interesting little fun fact. Um, yeah. And then as far as everything else goes, uh, personal life. I'll just jump right in there. Um, yeah, so back from the beach. Uh, the beach was fun. Uh, we learned a lot about vacationing with friends. Uh, we went with another couple and their kids. Uh, their kids are a little older than our kids, and um, one of them is just kind of, um, what's the best way of putting it? Not disciplined? An asshole? Yeah. <laughs> people, sometimes people's yeah. kids are just assholes. Trust yeah, me. He's, just say he's, it. Sometimes yeah, he's seven are. years old and just. What um, a dick. Yeah, he's just horrible. Um, like, just high energy all the time and wants everything about him and doesn't 
respect or understand that anything. Like, it's just, he doesn't take no for an answer and just whines and starts breaking down, has tantrums like he's a three-year-old. He's seven. He's way too old for this, but this is who we had to go he, to the beach He's with. the oldest? Yeah, he's the oldest. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Yeah, them parents just didn't know what they were doing with that first one. Yeah. <laughs> happens sometimes. <laughs> happens. But yeah, it was, uh, we were just like, uh, and then, yeah, so we, we ended up, um, uh, and, and, and this, we went to stay at their place. So they were used to like their things that they do and they try to get us to do their things. And it really wasn't stuff that we like to do as a family, like just stuff that was kind of like, okay. Mm, um, kinky. No, I mean like, so like they wanted like they kept on talking up like there's this place in Myrtle Beach you can go to and like you can go feed the fish and I was I was thinking like maybe like there was a tarpon tank or something like that and like they had tarpons or something like you know something cool like and so we went there and like and we asked people like where's the place where you feed the fish he's like oh yeah just go to the bridge by the lake and walk over there and like literally it's just because people feed the fish all the time it's just like thousands of nasty carp and I'm like crickets yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a drainage on. ditch near my house where I can yeah, do the same I thing. I do the same thing. Like, <laughs> I don't need to come here to see carp. <laughs> like, and they're just all disgusting, like pawing on the top of each other, trying to get some bread. And it's yeah, I was just, I was like, yeah. And the kid, my kids weren't even interested at all. They're like, okay, like, why are we doing this? <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it was fun though. Uh, we we ended up doing our own thing the last day and uh, had a lot of fun. We had uh, the tropical storm, um, uh, Elsa come through which was kind of cool because we were on the top floor and the whole building was like shaking, waving back and forth because of how much wind there was. So made it a lot of fun. Um, But yeah, um, back home and now just kind of readjusting to working and all the good things. So um, that's it for me. I don't have any plans this weekend either. So it's just kind of a a lax. Yeah. So um, what did you guys? Let's see. Uh, Life, life, life. Uh, Spent like all last weekend with um, my significant other, uh, with Meredith. It was fantastic. We did. We didn't really plan anything initially. We did a whole day of nothing. Sat around and watched The Bachelorette, which uh, I have watched this show before. So not just watching because she's watching, uh, and I watch it for different reasons. I'm not entertained like I'm super interested. Like I just enjoy kind of making fun of everybody. Which this season it's very easy to do. Um, they're all very easy to poke fun at. Um, yeah, so did that. Checked out a few restaurants. Had a fantastic brunch. Spent some time with the kiddos. Uh, visiting my brother while I telework. You know they're pretty close by, so uh, shot up to see them. Figure I'm teleworking anyways. Doing some online training. Got great internet here, so that's why I'm in Maryland. Yeah. That's yeah. life. Cool. Loving it. Awesome. How about you, Chris? You're in Utah, uh, so... Yeah, so I'm in Utah. Uh, my sister is getting married. She will be getting married on Saturday, so it's just been, you know, interesting. Throughout the week, I started my new job on Monday for the summer portion of it, working with elementary school kids in uh, <clears throat> Charlotte, and let me just vent for a moment on something that I just just blows my mind. These kids don't know coins. Like, mm-hmm. they could not add up quarters, nickels, dimes, and pennies. And this wasn't like, oh, let me joke with the teacher type deal. It was like they were competing for candy and they were like against another class 
and all of them are struggling. I'm like, yo, this is absolutely ridiculous. So I, I'm, I'm just, I was thoroughly floored. I was like, uh, you know, they're doing the Common Core curriculum, and I'm thinking maybe we need to rethink that. Um, period. Fuzzy math. Yeah, and and then I looked at their sentence structure, like. Literally, I got 14 kids. Only three of them capitalized the first letter of their sentences. And out of 14 kids, only five used punctuation. I mean, you're moving further down south. I mean, the south has its charm, but the educational system, as you go down further south, gets... Oh, <laughs> just... I, I went around, I couldn't even use red ink. I used pink. I wanted to, I wanted to make them feel better. So I, like, pink inked their paper. Oh, oh! You're supposed to capitalize. Yeah, you see how I put a period here, put a capital, and made two sentences out of one. Oh, I didn't know you could do that. What? Mm. That's, and they weren't joking. But I have to remember they've been in COVID for two schools, two school years almost, or a year and a half of COVID. So it's like the gap was already there, and now it's even worse. And these kids are going mm. into sixth grade, and they they count can't count coins or write proper sentences mm. we we have a scary time ahead of us for the next few years mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah anyway other than that like i said <laughs> hopped on a plane had horrible experience in charlotte with the, the airport and yeah. got here to utah and the toilets were pristine um <laughs> but the air was super dry so i'm i'm like for the first time ever seeking chapstick and yeah um are you are you in salt lake I, we are um, in American Fork, so we're okay. 35 minutes from Salt Lake City. Okay. So. Cool, yeah. cool. I'm speaking like I've ever been there. I've never been to Utah, so. Oh, I'm know. speaking to you like you have been. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's <laughs> cool. <laughs> so we flew into Salt Lake City, which is really interesting because you get to see the lake as you fly mm-hmm. over the Great Salt Lake. And there's yeah, nothing green Dipping down green in the bowl it. is pretty cool. There's nothing green. I'm like, where's all the green stuff? There's nothing because it's all salty water. There's nothing alive in there, I guess, either, really. And it's never maybe yeah. bacteria. So it's like, what's the, why would you move out here on purpose? Multiple wives. <laughs> I don't know about that. I barely put up with the one I got. And she's not a wife yet. Uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry for any of our Mormon listeners. I was not trying to make fun of your. Anyway. It is what it is. It is. But what no, it is. It, it's yeah. where we're staying. This Airbnb is beautiful. Like I, suge- I highly suggest these people. I will. If anybody decides they want to come to Utah, they need to know where to go. These people like invited us into their home. They turned the entire nice. basement into an apartment, like two queen size with pullouts and a full living room, full kitchenette. Like, oh, nice. I mean, look at the book collection behind me. I know. Those you had like a bookshelf. I was like, "That's a nice little history. background." Rather well, than yeah, a, like, rather than a, 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 a like a, a bed full of like dirty clothes, you got a exactly. <laughs> got a bookshelf behind you. <laughs> these, That's these nice. People have been all over the world. They're using their Airbnb money because it used to be a bed and breakfast back in 2015. So okay. they've just been they've traveled to Egypt. Cool. They've been to Africa. Anyway, I'm a ramble. So yeah, I'll we stop. did an Airbnb one to San Francisco. Um, <laughs> because hotels are so expensive and we were able to find like a pretty cheap one it was like a one bedroom a basement um in the city itself uh we never saw the owner at all they lived upstairs 
we heard them mm-hmm. walking up above us, but we never saw them. Like it was like literally they gave us like we show up, we call them, and they give us the keypad combination to unlock the door. Same deal. Yep. And we just walked in, and like it's closed off to the rest of the house, and had to look at a little little kitchenette, one one bed, and a little bathroom with a shower. And I was like, okay, that works for us. I mean, <laughs> we're, yeah. we're just here to see the city, not really to, yeah. But it worked. It was great. No, we got so, a flat, we got a fifty inch flat screen TV in here. Oh, nice, nice. And Comcast cable. Okay, there you go. Yeah, living at large. I don't even have that at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Well, let's go into predictions. So we had a few. Um, one is that Rand is bringing Landfear to to Radi- Radian. Um, we'll see. Um, that still might be a prediction. Uh, something's going to go wrong with the portal stones. That was another prediction. Nope. No, no. Well. <laughs> um, to be determined. Yeah, we Rand is going. That one out. Yeah, Rand is going to unite the Aiel. Uh, that's an old prediction, but um, Ian keeps on bringing it up, and we're we're now like in the it. waste. So figured we'd go with that, and then Moraine. No, so for once, knows nothing. That was a not really a prediction, more of a statement uh, from last chapter. Uh, we'll see if she continues not to know anything, but. Pull a John Snow. <laughs> you know nothing, Marine. You know nothing, Marine. So let's move right into chapter twenty-three, Beyond the Stone. Um, we got the Aiel Spears and the Buckler. That's our chapter symbol. So, I'm guessing that's what we're we're learning about Aiel. Yeah. I was and, I was Beyond Stone once. That time I accidentally <laughs> ate that cookie, and I was man just gone. Beyond Stone. Uh, yeah, Beyond Stone. Um, yeah, so um, we're in Egwene's point of view, and Rand's channeling uh, uh, the Portal Stone in Tear, and it brought them to the mountainside, uh, right outside of Radian. And, um, and and Marine's kind of like upset in this opening scene because Rand extended himself so much to bring all the Aiel, the pack animals, and, and she's worried about how much he's channeled. Um, and uh, she does what she can to wash away his fatigue. And when they show up, they realize that there's two Aiel camps, and everyone starts like veiling themselves, ready to fight. <laughs> like just like they show up, and these entire armies are like, uh, "Yeah, it's about to go down." So that's where yeah. we start. Clutching the gelding's bridle, Matt was staring around, wide-eyed. "We made it!" He laughed at her. "We made it, Egwene, and without any burn me, we made it." Without any flickers? I mean, that's really the part that he was dreading the most. He's like, Mm -hmm. you know, we know the type of person Matt is. If it's as simple as touch the portal stone and zap you go somewhere else, he'd be like, yeah, bro, let's do it. He was freaking out about the flickers. Yeah. And they did it this time without it. So what changed? Did Is it Rand and his Angriel? Is Rand just better at it? Was it Moraine? Was it Egwene? Was it because Landfear was there helping them travel travel the stones? <laughs> you want her to be there so bad. <laughs> I know she's there. She ain't. She's not gonna let Rand do this one on her own. Clearly, she's got tabs on him. And the more I think about it, I feel like Landfear's been there before to Ridion because oh. let the, there's all these Dreamwalker ladies in the Aiel world. And they talk about how there hasn't been one from the tower in over 500 years, but we know Landfear is skilled in walking through the dreams. And in fact, she claims it is like her domain, right? 
Yeah. At some point, she's like, you know, that's hey, that's my space. Y'all need to back off. Like, mm-hmm. remember um, my space. So if she's that experienced with it, how can she not know about Ridion, and how could she not know about these other IO women who can, you know, walk through this space? So, anyways. Yeah. Well, she's, she's there. She's laying out the red carpet. But I mean, we're talking about two different things. You're talking about like dreams. And you're also talking about traveling through the portal stones. Am I talking and about two different things? Am I talking about two different things? <laughs> That's the question, though, isn't it? Are we talking about two Alan, different things? Alan, am I talking about two different things? I mean, Landfair was in the portal stone world as well. And the Great yeah. Hunt. Uh, Celine. And yeah. when we skip forward to a little bit of the teachings about the dream world from the Aeo woman to Egwene, the way she starts talking about it actually sounds very f- similar to the flickering, the portal stones, mm-hmm. yep. the mirror worlds. The mm-hmm. It's not necessarily, even when you use it to see it in the future, it's not necessarily like definitely your future. It's like a possible future. It's And you can see multiple versions. A multiverse, of a possible maybe? Right, mm-hmm. yeah. So... <clears throat> Am I talking about two different things? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I'm agreeing with you. Like it's know. it's crazy though. I think the tie and Griel is what really helped him focus, and I wonder what what price he had to pay to use that thing. Like I said, it had stabbed him in the palm of his hand, so it definitely drew on him to and focused him in a very I don't want to call it violent way because it's just a small little figurine, but the damn thing yeah. stabbed him in his hand. And then pulled all of his power from him to help him get this done. Yeah. So there is yeah, all of that. And he gets a little bit snippy with Moraine, too. Like, Moraine goes to heal him. He's like, you ask permission. You don't touch <laughs> me or do that without permission anymore. Careful, careful <laughs> how we deliver this message. We should be much more uplifting of Rand here and encouraging this message. Mm-hmm. Consent is important. Consent okay? is important. So not a huge fan that you're laughing about it or even picking on Rand for standing up for himself. <laughs> Dag on right, Rand. And when the tables turn, if Rand does something, you know, if he finger blasts somebody without getting their consent, I'm gonna call him out on it too. <laughs> Can't be having no hypocrites. There you go. Ask permission, and don't beat around the bush. No dropping hints and clues. <laughs> like, get so, strapped. We're going upstairs. Be like, wait, what? So after they appear, like I said, like all the Aiel are ready to attack. They have two camps that are set up, and they both veil and start coming at them. Um, and it's not till the wise woman uh, from the third camp re- you know, reminds them the piece of Viridian and tells them to stop. But what do you think about all that? Like, I mean, obviously, it's not directed towards necessarily Rand because he's coming with like hundreds of Aiel, too, and pack horses, and they're just part of a small part of this bigger Aiel party. So it's, it's very interesting that are they attacking because they see, you know, these foreigners? Or are they attacking because of the Aiel that show up? I, I feel yeah, like it's yeah. the rift between the different groups of Aiel. Uh, like, we got hints of that before we traveled here. That, you know, they took these oaths that while they were on this side, they worked together, and so far those are ho- holding. Uh, and then, you know, we got we caught wind of, all right, well, it's a good thing we're going to Iridium because there's also this thing where traveling to and from there, we can't kill each other. But he says it's, and this is Rorik saying it, I think, but he says it so casually as if, like, the exact opposite is very much true. Like, you know, the second we're off this path and 
no longer bound by these oaths, like people are going to legit try and kill each other. Yeah. So it's, it's I got the feeling that like of all the different factions of people that were traveling in this group with Rand, there's like representation of all of them out there in their camps, and they're just waiting for the moment that one of the other groups is not traveling in such a way that prevents them from killing, and there's just going to be a strike. Like, it's just mm-hmm. going to be immediate. Yep. Well, and that's why I agree with your prediction that Rand is going to have to unite them all. Because if Rand doesn't unite them all in the next couple of chapters, then there's... You know what I really think is going to happen? I think he's going to clear the mist away, and the ancient city is going to be open to all, and he's going to let the waters flow, and then there's going to have to be peace. Hmm. I'm going to throw this out out there, and maybe, Alan, you could write it down in your predictions. It may not come up the rest of this chapter, because I really don't have anything to back it up, but I started thinking to myself, what if? I said, self, what if? We have the Dragon Reborn, which is Rand. But the Aeol, they ain't looking for the Dragon Reborn. Who are they looking for? The Karkon. He who comes with the Dawn? Dawn, yes. Right? Maybe that's Matt. Ooh. Interesting. You know? And maybe we find out later that Perrin is also somebody significant that fulfills somebody else's very important prophecy. You know, they're different legs to the same stand. They're... Hmm. Interesting. You know, when when I, I think of like there, there's there's references of this tripod where like, you know, Rand can't stand without the other two. Like, I don't I don't picture it in my mind Matt and Perrin holding Rand up. I I think it's like all three of them equally carrying weight, Agreed. and so maybe their responsibilities are going to all be equal. You know, different, mm-hmm. separate, but equal. I agree with with your logic because he's going he's entered now or. You know, we'll be entering. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Sure. And he's found his way to exit. He's cheated his way out. He's, he's done his some unpredictable out. stuff. Lucked in so, and lucked out. Like, the thing we is... Need to, we need to finish this chapter. <laughs> right. I need to jump to a chapter where the Aiel start spilling the beans on what their prophecies actually are. Because even Rand asked about it and work was like, well, I can't tell you. Because then, you know... Maybe you just go and do it because I told you. I'll mm-hmm. know it when, when I see it. Mm-hmm. And if you do it, I'll know you're he. And if you don't do it, then we move on and keep looking. Yeah. So maybe Rand's not the one that <laughs> does, it, does it. Does it? Matt's going to come out having effed everything up, and they're going to look at their notepads well, and be like, when he well, comes damn, out, Matt did it. Yeah, because technically <laughs> when he comes out, he'll have the right to be a chieftain. Yeah, how does that yes. work? Does it? Is it right? Okay, so that's what I was thinking. So he could come out and be a clan chief because yeah, he made it he, out, and he'll come if he out goes be, through the actual trials. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, and at right. this Anyways. rate, he'll come with his asking. It seems like he'll come out before Rand will. But he didn't travel all the way to the heart. I don't know what the difference is. I mean, there's still potential there, Chris. I got you, but I'm I'm not sure. He but they did travel to the heart together. They went to Alvindasora together. Oh yeah, yep. Alvindasaur is at the heart of the city. Whoa. He made it there, and he's going to get out because he's lucked his way out finding this Ta and Rial again. We're getting ahead. We're getting way ahead. Yeah, you're getting way ahead. Get us back. It's hard not to. It's hard not to run down these ramp What are you doing, Alan? Damn. 
Yeah, yeah what am I doing? Uh, so yeah, so, so as the wise ones come up, they start talking to all them. Avienda tries to like sneak away with her fifth that she took from the snow tier, and Sienna, one of the wise ones, is like, "No, you stay there, girl. We gotta talk to you. Uh, you ain't going nowhere." Glad and you're here. And Gwen's like, "Why? Why she what she do wrong?" It's like this has nothing to do with you, Outlander. Like. It's between us, um, but yeah, you 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 can't be the maiden of the spear anymore. You're you're gonna be a wise one. And Gwen's like, she can't. She, that makes sense. That's why I like her. <laughs> are we getting ahead again? But behind, yeah, we are I'm a little so, bit. We are, but not too far. Not too it's far. There. So it's 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 close. Um, and before we get to that point, yeah, there's a couple other things too. Moraine does talk about the letter. Um, that she received from the wise one saying that they would arrive in this day. She thought it wasn't possible. Um, but then once Rand mm. mentioned the portal stone, she's like, oh, well, maybe. A little bit maybe. more possible now. Yeah, a little more possible. Yeah, well, and then um, we have our other RIL friend actually like, so we have our ladies come up and we find out Rourke is married to, or is the, is married to, uh, what's her name? Amis. Amis. The one mm-hmm. that well, a couple Egwene girls, Amis and Amisa's sister, wife, uh, yeah. yeah, uncle, yeah. cousin, yeah, nephew, <laughs> yes, sister, wife, mm-hmm. and then she dismisses him flat out, like, "All right, I love you, I'm gonna show you some love, then get your ass in the tent. I'll be in there in a minute." Where was the mm-hmm. consent in that? He just, yes, ma'am, and walked away. <laughs> His consent was when he said, "I do." And that's mm-hmm. true. I guess I need that to learn that then. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about all this scene uh, before we get Kuladin uh, uh, and his whole Shido group coming up. Um, so before we get to that, let's talk about this whole entire scene with, with Maraid and Avienda talking to Anna Gwen there, talking to wise ones. Anything you guys take away from that? I kind of, I feel like we predicted that she was going to be well, part of the group to become an ex-wise one. Yeah, I, I mean, bet, I know it, we at least talked about it. Yeah, but then it would also express her comfort with um, being around them, so that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I think that's one of the biggest things. Like, you have this, you have also the the, the ritual that goes. Well, I'm jumping ahead again. It's so hard yeah. not to. It's jump so hard not to in this, this chapter. chapter. There's just so much like, that happens in this chapter. Um, but I think probably one of the more important things is just like mm. learning that they had already predicted and had these conversations with her and pretty much said like, this is a thing. You will become it. You have no choice. So go have your fun now. Yeah. But when we call you, be ready. Yeah. And then Egwene tries to step in like, why are y'all being so mean to her? And they're like, shut up, girl. Yeah. It's none of your <laughs> business. This is Aiel business. You stay out of this. Yeah, and then uh, you know during all this, this when Coolidin uh, and and um, I guess is, is it Heron um, shows up. Heron's there to protect Rourke because Rourke's a clan chief, and they definitely have a giant feud with the Shido. Um, I think uh, he is the uh, Rourke's the clan chief of the Tardad sept, and there's a Shido sept. Um, and Coolidin, and they don't have a leader right now. Their leader died, and that's why they are all at Meridian. They're there for a completely different reason. That's why there's a separate camp. Uh, because they're trying to select their new clan chief, and Kuladin's older brother had 
left a while ago to go into Radian. I'm getting ahead of myself again a little bit, but he's it's been too long, and he's like, I'm next in line. I'm going to go in there, and the watchman's like. Yeah, nah. we, have to give you, we have to give you permission first, and we ain't right. giving you permission. Right. You have the right so. to ask, and we have the right to answer. Yeah. So I'm going to jump ahead. Yes. With, <laughs> I'm going to jump ahead without saying anything. We have a place for a clan chief. I'm just going to say Matt, that. Matt Tastic coming out. He's going to come out dusting his clothes and be like, dang, never got messed up. Why is looking at me? He who unites all clans. By opening um, the city back up to everyone, I'm just, I'm just mm-hmm. to ride in. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, so what are your initial thoughts of Kuladin? This, this this guy from the Shadow coming up and get all angry and raise his spear up and try to kill everybody and just be pissed at everybody. He's such a pretty peacock. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting there with his. I'm chest guessing out, he's pretty young, right? I, I mean, I, I guess they're probably around the same age as Rand and all them. Um, they're but young. much younger than the other clan chiefs. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I mean, I, when I met Rourke, I, I'd take him as Tam's age. Yeah. You know, easily twice um, Rand's age. So, young, full of angst, a little naive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, a, it's seemingly part of some clan that kind of gets kicked around anyways, not getting a lot of respect. Yeah. Does seem that way. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I love it that they did this from a Gwen's point of view too, because it, it's 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 interesting because you know Amise then turns to to the party and says, "I need to talk to you," and she's like, "Oh, you need to talk to me finally? Yeah, you're gonna teach me about dreaming." She's like, "No, I need to talk to Rand. Like, I'm here for him, not go away, girl." Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> I know you think this is important for you, but that's yeah, so much other important. There's so stuff much other stuff going with. on that's more important for us right now. Like, just stop. <laughs> Um, cool. And then Ram, Ram formally like surprises all them, and, like does the formal request to enter Radian, and and his like wish is granted, which Cooldin is pissed. He's it's, like, "It's an old code, but it checks out, sir." Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> it, did they say something like that? Like that's a really old way of doing it, but I guess it's right, and he does well, have the right. So, well, then they drop this bomb, and Cooldin's like, "You're not Aiel." He's like, "My mother's Aiel," and they're like, "Actually, your father was." But then they go back and say mother, too, so... It sounds like both mother and father. Not your mother. Your father. Your father. What do you guys think about that bomb being dropped? Doesn't... Doesn't... Doesn't surprise me. Like, how can they both be... I mean, I guess he looks completely Aiel, so... Just different sex of Aiel, maybe? Hmm. Maybe. Okay. And that means they did the dreams. No way related. <clears throat> yeah, they checked. Uh, I don't know who's the guy from Marvel that travels time, checks out all the infinite possible uh, endings. Doctor Strange. Doctor, Doctor yeah. Strange. Yeah, they pulled the Doctor Strange before this meeting. They're like, let's look in this Rand guy. <laughs> like, oh, okay, we know about as much as we can about him. Yeah. And then, so they grant Rand permission. But, like, yeah, you can go. And then, like, right as Rand's getting ready to go, Matt stands up. He's like. I need to go to, he does the formal request, like, really, right. really <laughs> haphazardly as well. They're like, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we're, we're making an exception for him because the prophecies and all this other stuff, and he might actually be Aiel. You are not Aiel at all. There's no way we're letting you go. And he's like, 
I need to go though. And, and well, they're like, he's rad. definitely Ayogo. He's like, he looks a lot like his mother, but has has his father in his eyes, something mm-hmm. to that effect. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. So, what do you think about? Uh, I mean, obviously, Matt was told he has to go to Radiant and save the world or whatever, and his questions. So, but what do you think about Matt's approach to this? <laughs> I, mean, I laughed out loud. I don't know about you. <laughs> But the fact that he made it through and they eventually let it through and the last lady who answers her response is what this is the part where I got to thinking that, wait a minute, maybe Matt is the one, not Rand in this case. The last person, what'd she say? Was it Cena? Sienna? Sienna. Sienna shook her head. Much is changing, Melaine. The old ways. If he is the one, oh, and this is what Bear says. If he is the one. The time of change is upon us. I said I stand on, what is that? Kent, Kandar? Kandair? Um, I don't know. Kandar? I don't have, I don't have the book for me. Yeah. And on us, something or other, with a shifting cloak, can we hold to the old ways, knowing how much is to change? But anyways, the important part was that if he is the one, and like, as the reader, I think we're supposed to be tricked into thinking that the he is referring to Rand. Mm-hmm. But what if this he is referring to Matt? Hmm. And be, again, we don't know much about the prophecies of the Aiel. Maybe all of this that's happening is falling in line with one of their prophecies or one of their things that's going to help them know, you know, who it is that's coming with the dawn. Yeah, let's let's give Rand some credit here, though, too. I mean, it, it, Matt would not have been able to go if it, Rand didn't stick his neck out for him as well. Yeah, Rand's the ones like, Rand was like, he's going with me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a co-sign. Like I'm yeah. co-signing here. If you want me to go, he's coming with me. Yeah, right. So <laughs> and there, and then you have what I think is it is tropish, uh, definitely a fantasy or, or just a, a trope, but it's hilarious. So like, well, you have to remove all your weapons, and Matt just literally, has yes, Look, everywhere. You got Rand who like one, two, three, done, and Matt's like, all right. I have some up this sleeve and at this pocket. Oh yeah, I got the one behind my neck. Oh, did I wonder Pulled if the Tom got him out of his mustaches? <laughs> <laughs> to the point where even the Aiel are looking at him like the Aiel are looking at him with respect, like, damn boy, yeah. I kinda like that. And then I give yeah. him the stern look. He's like, Oh yeah, the ones in my boots. My bad. I forgot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is where they instruct Rand to enter Radiant's heart. Um, yeah, as well. You can't take any weapons, food, or water. Um, yeah, so, uh, and, and Matt leaves his giant pile. Um, and his huge load. <laughs> at this point, they, and so, yeah, after this scene, you know, they kind of leave to go, and Amis turns to Lan and sends Lan away to Rourke, saying that now we have to talk to Moraine. Um, which Egwene's still like, what about me? Are you going to talk to me? <laughs> like, no, you're not we, important. They're like, this is women's business. And then they gave him a name. I forgot the name was. Yeah. Um, it very means, fancy, yeah, formal. Yeah, it, it, it's old tongue. It means uh, the man, uh, one man alone. Um, and he's mm-hmm. famous amongst the Aiel. Once again, lands the man. Um, mm-hmm. Like, the Aiel, he's part of Aiel, like, prophecy and culture. Lord. And, like, yeah. even Moraine's taken back by it. Like, did you just call him? Like, well, don't forget, like, he even made a statement about what was going on with the IEL earlier. And Moraine was like, I didn't know you knew that. He's like, I fought them. I know a lot about them. You just never asked. Mm-hmm. So. 
Yeah. And, and think he- about it, he fought them and survived. Yeah. So from the IO perspective, they probably look at somebody like Lan and and I I don't imagine Lan was somebody like way behind the lines. He probably fought them and was the tip of the spear wherever he was fighting. He just always seems that way, right? Yeah. So they probably learned about him in learning their enemy and learning about him and everything. So there's probably a whole lot of respect. Not just because of what they tell us here and how he stands for his family and his kingdom even though it's gone and he fights the blight to the end and mm-hmm. I guess he's very anti-Canadian. I don't know. Um, but they, they, I'd assume they just respect him as a warrior because of their type of culture and yeah. you know they've battled against him. And, and, and they're they're shocked at the same time not they thought he might come with Moraine because um, that's what they had seen but they were surprised that he did and they're happy that he did come with them and then, then once they find out about the whole warrior thing they're like we didn't know about that whole thing um, that's kind of weird like he listens to you like you command him like I didn't think mm-hmm. he, anybody could command him like, like <laughs> he's a king like what do you mean you command him <laughs> Like he's my warder, <laughs> um, which you know. Once again, that that, that clash of the they not understanding each other's culture, you know, they they know snips and snippets and pieces of each other's culture, but they don't really fully mm. grasp it. So it's yeah. yeah. Maybe Moraine don't know either. Maybe she actually can't compel Lan, but she thinks she did. But the reason Lan is so tied to her is because he's a man of his word. He's a man of honor. So he told her he would do X, Y, Z and made her a promise, and he's just sticking to it. Yeah. But she thinks he's doing it because she's compelling him. Mm. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. So what's your thoughts on all this? Um, I mean, obviously, with with them respecting Lan, I mean, and all this, this, this encounter... Before we get to moving back to Avienda, we already kind of went over, but we're here now. <laughs> um, a whole new world. A whole new world. I mean, that's literally what I'm thinking. I just, I can't wait to get more into the Aiel and yeah. not just their lifestyle, but their prophecies, like what they do. All the women that channel on the other side of, you know, the world, they go to Tarvalon and they become mm-hmm. Aes Sedai, and Aes Sedai are charged with guarding the seals, right? That's their mm-hmm. that's what they're there for. All right, right. well, you got these pile of Ail women who can channel, and what's apparently their, have a collection of Ta and Griel What's their charge? The yeah. so, so one of the things that's always humorous in this book, in these books, and so far we've, we've seen this a little bit, so like they're shocked, they're like, wait, Ail can channel? And then we learned last chapter, wait, Sea Folk can channel? Like, Pretty much everyone can channel, and the ta- and Tarvalon's just like was like it's just completely like head in the sand about it. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, I thought we were the only ones. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, we're not special. Yeah, we're not. Um, so yeah, so we get to the Avienda uh, kind of interchange as well here, uh, where um, it's when Egwene realizes that Avienda can channel and that she's being sent there to become a wise woman. Um, and, and that's why it feels so close and connected, and Avienda mm-hmm. felt comfortable around them. Yeah. And she she begrudgingly accepts what she has to do because I don't think she has much of a choice. And she strips down completely naked and then takes off running towards her. Like, We're going so streaking. Yeah. 
<laughs> We're streaking the quad. Come on. Who's coming, they're, they're, man? They're right behind me. There's everybody there's, there's, streaking. There's, 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 get in the car, Frank. <laughs> um. Yeah, and, and they take away all her possessions. Uh, they let her keep some trinkets, but like all of her weapons and everything get taken away. They said they'll be melted down to become like little ornaments, toys, and things for kids. Yeah, exactly. And so. the wood will become ash that she will just push to the wind. Yep. So very interesting. What do you think about? It's I mean, like the Greens, like that's so harsh. Like, why are you doing this to her? Like, you're just like going to destroy all of her stuff and like. Yeah, this is the way we do things here. And Egwene's, like, upset about it. They're like, shut up, girl. <laughs> oh, and we skipped yeah. over a little bit. There was some conversation with Moraine where apparently Moraine knew she could channel. And they called her out on it like, oh, what, you're planning on taking her to the tower to train her? <sighs> Come on. Yeah, there was that. They're like, yeah, oh, right. Like, Spiral place. <laughs> we can yeah, train what, We don't coddle, coddle we don't the girls. Coddle. like yeah, like they do at the tower. Like uh, we've heard, and that's what guys. got Egwene thinking. Egwene was like, "Well, that's coddling. I don't want to go through whatever it is they go through." Because <laughs> yeah, she's like, "That was like the worst experience dreaming, of my life." Dreaming to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, so also, what do you think about you know they give her instructions? She overhears when she gets to uh, Radiant. She has there's three rings she has to step through, very similar to the accepted test. Um, mm-hmm. And Egwene immediately is like, "Oh, so they have that here too." Um, so I didn't know what you guys' thoughts on that was. Um, that just that there's that similarity i mean it, as i was hearing it i was like wow they're just eyes to die it is a little bit harsher though uh, let's say it's the exact same thing if she gets there and there's no one there to kind of guide her through it and the only instruction she ever got is yeah you just have to make it through these three rings that is kind of rough and Egwene mm-hmm. kind of points it out it's like man you know like at least with us we have people guiding us through and kind of comforting you along the way and giving you some tips about do's and don'ts and they just tell her but you just got you just gotta go do it yeah good luck that's rough yeah they don't coddle yeah so yeah um so before we move on to the sweat tent uh anything else from all this scene or anything like that um avina runs down towards the She's like, I'm sure I can beat those men or boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah they they already, Matt and Rand already left. They're like, I, I can beat them there. But that shows you like the difference in the girls that are taken to the tower and the women that are chosen to be a part of this group. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. they are steeled. They are maidens of the spear. They are... Yeah, you know, and they're also warrior. it's a lot harsher climate. I mean, everything about them is they're just hardened people. Like they're yeah. just very. It's city folk versus country folk. I mean, if you mm-hmm. ever, if you grew up in the city and you go out and meet with country like country strong people, people that are country strong, it's a different. It's a whole different thing than city strong. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> you know, you know these horrible videos you see where people would record. They would just like come up behind some old dude and like punch him in the back of the head and run away. That was like a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you you don't want to do that on the back forty, because that old dude <laughs> that's wearing them you know coveralls, you better hope you knock him out. He might move slow, but he's the strongest mother effer <laughs> at mm. seventy five years old. If he gets a hold of you, he's probably some former boxer. Knock your head off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah. country strong, country strong man. They I, eat I remember different as, out there. I remember as a kid. I mean, I grew up in a city and. Um, 
one of my one of my mom's friends growing up lived out in West Point, which is a pretty country area of Virginia. Um, they, and she moved out there, had kids on the farm, and they were around the same age as us, so we went to visit them as kids. And they all worked on the farm, you know, sun up to sundown. It was farm life, and Chris has talked about that as well. And we went to go visit, and I just remember they're like, I was like, so what do you do for fun out here? Because I think at the time they didn't have cable, they didn't have TV. Like it was, mm-hmm. you know, this was back in the late '80s, and you know, it didn't have anything like that. I was like, they're like, you want to go wrestle outside? And I was like, sure, let's go wrestle. And they kicked my ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. they really They've been practicing. <laughs> That's all they do is wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, my, my little my little city boy could not keep up with the country folk. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we get this next scene. So they go into the sweat tent, um, and uh, and then the servant or what Egwene thinks are servants come out to serve wine, and Egwene calls him a servant, and Melaine literally almost chokes on her wine. She's like, those are not servants; they're guyshine. <laughs> Um, and they're like, uh, even Moraine is not familiar with any of this. I think, I mean, everybody's trying to take it back. Like, what do you, what do you mean? And they go into the whole entire culture of Giotto, which is extremely fascinating. And we haven't heard anything about this deep into IO culture, but, um, Moraine re- recognizes the world words. G means honor and toe means duty. And she's like, so just honor and duty? And she's like, yeah, so if you have G, that means you have great honor. If you have toe, that means that you've done something you owe someone, someone else. But there's lots of ways of accruing toe. And they start kind of going into it. And like, yeah, we tried to explain to a wetlander once, and we spent like three hours, and they didn't get any of it. So we don't really try to explain to you guys anymore. It's just what we do. (laughs) (laughs) Like Like all the other themes that have kind of popped up in this book, it just seems to me, even though it sounds complex, there's just there's this need for balance you know so like if if you do something that is not honorable you have to you know serve in some way the person you offended and it has to be the people you offended and dishonored and it's got to be balanced and they can't reject it because the balance is so much more important than any individual's pride so if you try and reject it you've now disrupted the balance or the attempt to achieve that balance so now you actually can owe a debt because you try to prevent them from mm-hmm. fulfilling and, their and, duty. And the onus on who claims they have toe is on the person who committed the foul versus the person saying, you have toe against me. It's, I sure. have toe now, and I have to serve you now. So it's, it's right, just, right. yeah. I like when they started telling their story that I read it a few times, and it still didn't quite make sense to me, and I guess that's the point, but they're all laughing about how somebody's wife and friend and blah 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 and it was like this twisted thing and as they're explaining it the ladies are all laughing about how funny it is and moraine and everybody sitting there like i i don't get it so it's 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 changed now so there actually is stuff now but on reddit this was for years it was like this and actually within the last year it's now changed but there was um um, a reddit thread called wetland humor and it was all memes about wheel of time and then there was another uh, thread called Aiel Humor, and it was just blank. <laughs> <laughs> but now they actually do have memes on there, but like for the longest time, that thread was just blank on purpose. It's no like, one would touch it. That's the funniest. Aiel <laughs> Humor. Nothing. Uh, yeah, so. Tell. Um Yep. I really like the concept, though. It's yeah. very interesting, this idea that you can earn your honor back by serving the person who essentially took your honor from you. 
They didn't mm-hmm. dishonor you. They just took your honor from you. And a but year it's on you day, to call. You got to call yourself out. <clears throat> exactly. Mm-hmm. Talk about ultimate accountability. You're accountable to yourself. Well, once you call yourself out, then you become accountable to everyone around you. Mm-hmm. And if you try to escape your your gaishan and you try to ride back, they said the people actually tried it before. Then you cause dishonor to your clan, which then they might send another person just to pay back right. even double. And then like you're basically a pariah in your own clan, like. Like they don't want you back. Who like, does that? Like, like, no, yeah, that's not that's not how it works. Like, you now create even more tell, and it's yeah. So it's um more dishonor for us. So it's a uh, it's it's a very interesting concept. Um, um, of but yeah, I mean, I I like I like that that idea of uh, what they do. But it's uh, and then also as far as in warrior combat, like you know, killing is the easiest way out of things. Um, you know, the most honorable thing to do is actually to touch someone with their spear without, without killing them. Like, uh, like you could have landed a killing blow, but you didn't. And that creates the, the most G possible. And then if you capture them, that's somewhere in between. Um, like if someone were to surrender. Um, so like most guys Shin are warriors that surrendered. Um, but you know, the most worst thing that could happen to you in combat is to basically be, submitted to without surrendering so it's like this whole entire thing in their culture where when you're fighting you have to figure out (laughs) like do I just surrender now or do I keep on going and risk even having more toe by trying is this person worthy of me surrendering to right it's a whole it's very complex but it's cool I I, I do I do love this aspect of. of I wonder if that's somehow how Lan got some of his props from the Aiel like maybe there was a battle where he could have killed some clan chief but instead like you know, paused at that moment, like, you know, just landed the the sword right there, but didn't strike him down and pulled away. And they were like, oh, yeah, you know, much and respect. I, and I, I love their response, too, about wetlanders. They're like, well, do wetlanders ever just surrender? No, we'll just kill them all. They don't understand you, Town. Like, we'll, mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll just slaughter all them. Like, that's not, you don't care about them. <laughs> they wouldn't get it. <laughs> they wouldn't understand. Um, yeah. So, any other thoughts about all that, that whole conversation? Because I, I, I always found it fascinating. I can go down that for, you know, hours, but I don't want to spend hours in the podcast yeah, talking I mean, about they, they just grazed over it, or Jordan just grazed over it so far. So, definitely want to know more about it. Could only yeah. speculate. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 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 But it's cool. Well, I mean, so, like, if you think about a lot of what old, like, look at the Romans, if you look at the Germanic people... When they conquered, they integrated. Right. And they gave people the opportunity to kind of gain their loyalty and keep a certain sense of autonomy, but had them understand, like, we are the ruling class individuals here. So they sure. Almost like he drew on that a little bit. It reminds me most, actually, of, I mean, and it's not exact, but it reminds me a lot of samurai culture. Um, that too. Yeah, the Japanese where, you know, if you're dishonored, you do seppuku and you kill yourself, um, or hair carry or whatever, uh, and you take the blade to your own stomach and, like, because you've dishonored your family so much. And Japanese culture is very much around that honor and dishonor thing. So, um, yeah. Um, there's actually a book I had to, when I took, a, I took, when I was a history major in college, I, I took a class on Japanese history and there's a whole entire, 
most a lot of big part of the semester was talking about the culture of Japan and and just that um, that honor versus dishonor and it, it just how much it plays into their everyday culture. Um, and and there's a book I think it's called Saving Face or About Face or something like that uh, about how they will basically always wear a mask and it's basically to save face it's always about keeping honor and keeping that you know approach there's a book they made us read about it um and it's so important to their family structure you know honor but yeah agreed yeah yeah so just reminded me of that it's not to the t you know to the letter but it's um similar I think, you know, Jordan definitely pulled from a lot of different influences. Um, Asian cultures definitely is one of those. Um, but, you know, like you said, Romans, uh, he did pull, pull a lot from Norse religion as well. There's lots of different places he pulled stuff from. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so then after they get through this whole discussion, Moraine then brings up about the letter she received in Tyr. Um, um, yeah. Um, and she asked about it, and uh, Malane tells her that if Rand had not come, um, then he would have died, and so would the Aiel. Like, he had to come. If yeah. Moraine had not come, Rand would have died. Yeah, we could do without If Land had not come, too, Moraine would have died. Like, it was like, if, not, if everyone didn't come, like, one of you guys would have died. Like, you all had, every single vision we saw, all you guys had to come. Yeah, this is the best way for it to work out for you all. Yeah, I mean, there's other ways it could have worked out, but you'd be missing somebody. Yeah. Then, of course, the next question is, then do they need to stick together, even though we see them now separating? Yeah. but then And then Melaine also slips up when she's going through all this as well. She's like, and if you don't go to the rings, and she's like, oh. <laughs> like, huh? And she realizes that she spoke too soon. And, like, they all look at her like, you're not supposed to, like, nowhere we saw where she didn't ask first. Um, so... Huh. Didn't know what you thought. So we were like, the fates. <laughs> yeah. Did, did, did we just did we just screw everything up? Like, what are you guys' thoughts? <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of like in the Matrix when uh, she tells him, "Don't worry about breaking whatever," and then he turns and knocks it over, and he's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." And she's like, "Oh, what's really gonna with your head is, you know, would you have done it if I said something? You know, so hmm. maybe this is, and we also know well." I think, I believe, there's been so many iterations of this where, you know, I went and let, I went again, lose there, and like the good guy supposedly keeps losing. If this is going to be the one where he wins, everything about this has to be different. So maybe it's a good thing that they're like, no, in every single situation we saw, like she had to be the one to ask. So maybe it's good that it's slightly different, you know? Yeah. Could be. I agree. Yeah. I think it's one of those things where the will leaves. Yeah. It's the wheel wills. And then Moraine's like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to go. So she strips down naked and, and then heads I can't wait for this to well. be on the uh, episodes. <laughs> like, giggity, giggity, giggity. Tom, I'll, I'll get the giggities. Tom pokes his head from around the corner and gives us our four to five giggities. When Moraine strokes down, he strokes his mustaches and does a backflip, leaps, prances, and juggles some balls. Yeah, juggles some balls. There you go. 
Yeah. So, um, so now we have Matt, we have Rand, we have Moraine and Avia. They're all going to Neridian pretty much different times, but they're all heading that way now. Why do girls got to be naked? Yeah. So that's a big question that, that the fandom always brings up. Like the men can go clothes, but the women have to go naked. Like what's up with that? Like, <laughs> well, I was trying to think of like something and I'm even reaching into like my religious studies. Like, is there some, so, I don't so, know. Like, so Rand's going to the heart and the women are going to these three rings. So they're going to different places within Radian. That is true. So maybe that well, has why, something to do with it, but I don't Why know. couldn't they take their clothes off when they get to the rings? Like, the accepted, when they walked through, they had to do it naked uh, in Tarblon. Right. And I'm assuming there's a reason for that, but, like, the girls weren't required to be naked all over the White Tower for two days leading up to it, you know? Right. It was just the moment they step in. Maybe so, it's just the idle culture with the harshness of, like, how hot it is and having to go through that trial to get there. Like, it's just part all of, of that. that all of that yeah. logic should be applied to the men as well. True, right? Yeah. I think so, it's more or less the expectation of becoming one of them. You have to be willing to sacrifice everything, including your body, your comfort, to become one of them. Yeah. Or just RJ, or my Robert Jordan was just like to write <laughs> about women getting naked. <laughs> That's too. With, with their, with, okay their ample, with, with their ample bosoms. Um, it's they, they they gave permission? Yeah, Question yeah. mark. <laughs> yeah. They did do Maybe it. He, he, with... he hands the rough draft to his editor, and she's like, "This is good, but it needs to be just just a little bit longer. Maybe like can we put another sentence here?" And he goes, oh, "Fine." The girls were naked. Bam. <laughs> like okay, that just you really know, you spiced know, it you, up. You, you know what's funny? You know whose editor was right? His wife. Yeah, yeah. That's it. oh, I knew that. That's why I thought it was hilarious. So finally, like she's messing with him. He's like, fine, fine. fine. Now all the women are naked. naked. Are you happy? Are you <laughs> happy now? They're all <laughs> naked. The guys too. Nope, they're fully clothed. <laughs> they're fully clothed. Well, let's make them naked. Girls are naked as the day they were born. Yep, and, and then finally, Bear turns to Gwen exactly. and is like, "All right, I'll tell you about Teleron Riyadh and Dreamwalking, but really, we should start later." And Gwen's just so eager to learn. She's like, "Well, I, I appreciate the eagerness." Um, and then they go into this whole entire ordeal about, you know, and, and it says, "Now you have to remember all of this," and they just start going through this entire <laughs> like giant <laughs> list of things you have to remember. And Gwen's like, "Oh crap!" Thoughts about all that. The way she gave her all the rules about traveling and talking about all the risk, it, boy, I mean, it's amazing that Egwene hasn't hurt herself so far, just kind of dabbling in it. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't just been Egwene with the ring. Uh, Elaine and Nynaeve did it a couple times too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if if the threats are real, pretty lucky that they made it back. And then after all that, that's how we end this chapter. So, I think it's just funny how quickly Moraine was willing to accept what needed to be done. Yeah, remember she went, she went into that thing that Matt's now been in two versions of, where like it kind of tells you what you have to do. Yeah, but she. So all this might have been you, part of it. Yeah, but it like tells you what could be done. So yeah. she had a choice in the matter still. Unless we believe that Rand finally took that choice from her. 
I think Moraine would have been much better with her questions. So I think she would have been very direct with, all right, if this is the result I want, what do I have to do? Or what do I have to do to achieve X, Y, Z? And if they told her, you have to go here, you have to go to this place, and you have to walk through the three circles of whatever. Yeah. She's Before she even got there, she's already weighed the risk. And she's so like, here's another So question. she's already met her mind. Like, if the opportunity presents itself, I'm going to do it. Will going through these trials break her of her ties to the tower? I think the only real tie to the tower is the oath rod thing. So if she did the oath rod, that's, at least in my mind, that's, that's the only thing there is to break, per se. Gotcha. And that's kind of what I meant, but... I don't really know how that works. I mean, and we know it can be done because some of the Black Aja have done it. My guess was that just had to do with some of the... Siding. Stuff that they stole, the tangrails or the whatever. They found some oh, way yeah. to get around it. I don't know. Sure. I don't know enough to answer that yeah. question. Say or maybe... Missed. Oh, oh, wait. Yep. Or maybe... So we've had these rings in two different spots. Maybe there are more rods, and with these rods, there are different oaths and allowances. And maybe they go to a whole other area where it's for black only, and they black have to go through their own series of trials, and they have their own rod. Because we now know there's duplicates. I mean... Of sorts. Interesting. Well, similar items, but there's no reason to think that they do anything the same way or for the same reasons. Everything we've seen about them is just so different. And I like it. It's new. It's refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there anything else we missed from this chapter? There's a lot of stuff that was covered, so I don't, we probably did miss a lot. But Were there any other naked women? Uh, I mean, think of the sweat tent they were. Oh, were they making the sweat tent? They might have been. No, they weren't. Okay. All right, moving on to chapter 24, Ruidian. And the chapter symbol is dice, which means Matt. And guess whose point of view you're in? Not Matt's. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Matt-tastic. <laughs> Matt-tastic. Yeah, so, so we get there, and Rand and Matt are standing outside of Ruidian, and there's, like, a fog all around, like a wall of fog. And they're just standing there looking at the fog, like, uh, do we walk in? Like, how does this work? And and Matt, out of a corner of his eye, sees, like, Avienda go running by completely naked. And Rand doesn't see her. And he's like, did, dude, did you see did that? Just, yeah. Did you see that? He's like, see what? Dude, and I was like, the naked girl just ran past us. He's like, what are you talking about, Matt? He's like, the, the, it's a Gwen's Ayo friend. Friend, it's, yeah, it's, what's her name? It's her. What's her name? He's what's like, dude, yeah. Avienda. Yeah. yeah. Did you really see her? Yeah. No, you're hallucinating. You need water. Yeah. <laughs> you need some water. Yeah. It's been a hot trip. Hot, hot, trip. hot walk. <laughs> were, were they given anything to eat or drink before they went in? Were they handed anything? No. They were not allowed to bring any food or water. No, no, but were they... No, they after take they were told... I don't think so. I just wanted after to make sure were we're not told... on some drug trip as we do this. I didn't know if that was part of it. No, after they were told that they could go, then they were shunned. The living do not right, speak yeah, to the dead. Right, yeah, they could talk to anybody. The speak to, to the living. And then Matt's mm-hmm. like, well, shit, the dead can speak to the dead. Let's get the fuck out of here, yeah. bro. We did yeah, this. Yeah, it talks to me. <laughs> yeah. All right. We just wanted to make sure there was 
no action or like they didn't touch him or something like that in such a way where like they could be tripping balls. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they can like channel, so, so they okay. could be still hallucinating. But. Yeah. At, that's true. Okay. So I think Rand's the one that first walks through the fog, and then Matt's like, well, fuck it, and starts walking through as well. And, like, literally as he walks through the fog, like, his feet disappear. It, like, doesn't even know he's going the right way. And he's like, uh, what'd I just do? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm going to so be fun. lost forever in the fog. <laughs> he's like, was it really, was, was it the will that pulled me along, or was it just flat-out stupidity on my part. <laughs> yeah. So, which, have, you ever, have you ever been in, like, that thick of fog? Like, where it's... <laughs> you can't see in front of you at all? So, nothing? So, sailing in thick fog is the most eerie, scary thing in the entire world. Um, so, just do you because, continue like, to sail when there's thick, thick fog? No, you can't see the front of your boat. So, so you, you just have to send some, you have to, no, you still sail. You just have to send someone up there and try to peer through the fog and see what's going there. We were sailing down the street bay one time, and the fog was so thick, we couldn't even see the front of the boat, the bow. And we had a guy up there, and like literally out of the fog, a fishing vessel, a shrimp, a shrimp vessel, like with their out, like with their nets out, like came out of the fog out of nowhere. This giant fishing boat, just like came like out of like almost like it was hit him and like literally we're screaming like turned the boat as fast as possible like we didn't even like we almost ran right into them like oh see um, that's a fear yeah and then there's been several times where i've been on the on the bay when there's been fogs and we almost ran into fishing nets mm. um because they'll put yeah. all these fishing nets and you'll hear the birds chirping because they see you coming they can see through the fog the birds can <laughs> <laughs> you just can't. <laughs> They'll start chirping and like he's like, I hear birds. That's not a good sign. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like you see fishing nets everywhere. They're all sitting on the poles. So yeah, so right when they finish getting through the fog and they're face to face with one another, this is where Rand turns to Matt and is like, "Yo, bro. By the way, they didn't say shit about me coming here. <laughs> wow, <laughs> card." <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, isn't that Matt who's supposed to be like that? Yeah. Like, I love that part too. Matt's like, mm. yeah, did they tell everyone to go to Radian? And he's like, yeah, the Snake guys. Yeah, they didn't tell me anything about Radian. They didn't tell me anything. <laughs> well, so that also speaks to like your thing, though, Ian. Like, they specifically told Matt to go, but did not tell the said Dragon Reborn to go. But then why is Rand there? Because Rand's got his assumption that he's an Aeol man, and he's going to do what an Aeol man with all of his power should do, which is bring his people together. But maybe he's just got it a little bit backwards. Maybe he's the support. I'm just going to play your side of things today. For For this part of the journey, maybe, yeah, maybe it's more, you know, Rand clearing a path for Matt to do his thing. It, Rand's also been reading through all the prophecies too, so he's been spending tons of time researching everything. So that might be his motivation. Is he read somewhere that he has to do this? Yeah. Um, I mean, he had to have learned the antiquated way of asking from somebody. Yeah. Or something. Or maybe, maybe one of the Aiel. Maybe maybe Rock um, handed to it to him. I don't know. Um, we don't know. Either maybe way, I still thought that was fear. funny. Yeah, like, bro. They didn't tell me about this. I just, <laughs> yeah, I'm just here. Cool. And then, and then they get in and uh, and you know they walk up to a you know they, there's a bunch of empty fountains and th- stuff like that. And the city's like, it's really eerie. It's kind of like Shadow Ogarth, you know, like that deserted city feel. 
except without the scary things hiding in the shadows. Um, at least at first. Uh, and then, um, um, you know, Rand, they found the, the, the fountain and Rand sits there and stops at the fountain. And he goes, they said we couldn't bring water, but there's water already here. And that just kind of looks at me, channels up water through the fountain. <laughs> um, which I thought was a little neat. At the same time, Matt's like, I don't like it when you channel around me. <laughs> well, so did Matt know originally how the water actually happened? I think it was like after. I don't think so. I think, I think it was afterwards he thought about it. Yeah. He was, yeah. Like, he was yeah. like, wait a second. Yeah. Wait a and Rand's like, how do you think water. this happened? Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not God. I'm just using the power. Just yeah. a little tweak, tweak. Yep. But I, I liked this, and this is what triggered my whole idea of maybe once he steps through and he finishes with whatever he needs to do in the next couple chapters, he reopens Raiden to We're everyone. Gonna, yeah. Okay. There's an ocean of water. Yes, exactly. Right. There's, exactly where there's an ocean of water underneath. There's a huge water table underneath the air. Uh, and he can use the power to channel to bring the water up, which is what the people see the most is like their riches. Like they, they value mm-hmm. water beyond anything else. Sure. But it's water. I think we're thinking water like H2O. What if this is more like a, a wellspring? Um, a magical wellspring, a metachlorian type wellspring, a more than just hydration, but a spiritual connection type. Are you well. saying it becomes a Jedi? No, <laughs> just Crossover. maybe by re- okay. Uh, again, this is really far fetched. I'm sure people roll their eyes here, but you know, I've talked about how. Um, people that been that have been cut off from the source, maybe that can be returned to them, um, or maybe that everybody could channel. Some might have to work harder at others or at it than others, but there, you know, it's possible that anybody can learn to do it because it's it's just a you're not creating something from nothing. It's it's you're kind of playing with the natural thing around you you're tweaking the weaves you're just shifting things anyways mm-hmm. so anybody can learn it and maybe if this is a a a wellspring a source that connects you to that ability i don't know maybe matt showering in it somehow gives him abilities moving forward i don't know yeah maybe <laughs> sure so they're also commenting about how there's no trees um, at all. And then as soon as they're commenting on that, they walk about a mile and they come to this giant plaza and there's this huge, huge with no uh, H. I like the no huge, H, huge. Huge, huge tree. tree <laughs> in the center of it. Uh, the, um, the, the trifold leaf. Yeah, with the trifold leaf. And, it's um, a big old poison ivy tree. Yeah. And then also there's the glittering glass column. So they've... Uh, reached the base of the center of the city at this point. Um, and, and the plaza is like cluttered with like other things. There's just tons of stuff like just randomly thrown there. Like it's just a clutter of stuff. And Matt realizes it must be a bunch of Tarangriel. Um, you know, and, and which is very kind observant of, of him. I didn't realize that Matt could be that observant, but he's like, Hey, this is, this is, this could be interesting. This could be 
something of use here. And then sitting under the Avendasaurus tree, Matt yeah. was like, huh, I'm at peace. I feel good. Yeah. yeah. A gigantic marijuana plant. Yeah. Right. They could pull a little Siddhartha moment and sit underneath mm-hmm. the tree by the river for ages and ages and mm-hmm. reach. And was it he reaches Nirvana when he realizes that the river is always changing but always the same? Always the same. Yep. Always changing yeah. but always the same. That was, yep. that was one of the one of the moments. Exactly. So, um, yeah, also Rand notices uh, the two small figurines, about a foot tall, a man and a woman holding a crystal sphere. Um, he, he notices those, and um, they recognize the tree as the Avindasora, the tree of life. Um, and it's at this time where Rand decides to go to the columns and tells Matt, all right, this is where I leave you. Because you're not coming this way. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm coming all the way with you. He's like, no, if you go through the crystal columns, then you become an IL clan chief. And he was like, oh, no, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm good. He's like, that's too much responsibility. I, I don't I'll wait that. here for you. I'll give you a couple minutes. <laughs> you got a good point there, man. <laughs> I don't want that crap. <laughs> but see, and that's my thing. Though. How would they know one way or the other whether or not he went through it or not? Hmm. I'm sure they know that these ladies yeah. are. They probably say got their Rafa? watchers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's not anyway. Yeah. I say Rafa to that. So, yeah. So, Rand leaves at this point. He goes into the crystal columns. And that's it. We don't hear from Rand anymore this chapter. Rand's done. So, before we move on, anything from all this opening scene going to Radian? What's your thoughts about this city? It's like a half-completed city. They, they say that. Like, it looks like it wasn't finished. There's all these tangrails just scattered around. The Tree of Life, which they've talked about and prophesized and tons and tons of stuff, and they've talked about throughout the books, um, is here. And no one had any idea it was here. But here it is. Hmm. Um, what's your thoughts on all this stuff? I mean, it's a lot. It's kind of cool. Like I said, I, I'm going to keep going back to it, and I'm going to keep on fighting for it. I want him to complete it. I want him to open up the borders. I want the mist to be cleared. I want the Aiel to see the city and come together under the banner of the Dragon Reborn. I want him to learn about his mother's father. I want him to take on the actual name he's supposed to have. And I want him to lead them to excellence. Yeah, they talked about this earlier. Like, the only people that are allowed to actually even enter Radian are either men that want to become clan chiefs or women that are and only once. once. And only twice. Yeah. Men can only women go once, women can only twice. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. So, yeah, as Matt's in there waiting, um, he's got his board. He looks over and sees a twisted red door frame. He's like, oh. I know this. <laughs> Maybe I can get more answers. So. Maybe I should go to that one. <laughs> would that be your response? I mean, what, what, what would your thought process be if you're just sitting there and you're like, I see it again. I wonder if I can go through it again, uh, get more answers. Uh, would that be I your... know I can't go through the other one again, but this one's different. <laughs> Chris is putting a big X up with his fingers like, nope. <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'd like to think I wouldn't, but... I probably Curiosity wouldn't. would kill you. What would happen, actually is Alan would go, dude, do you see that? And he'd go, huh, I do see that. And i go, do we really want to be seeing that? And then Alan would go, well, it doesn't hurt to just go look closer. 
And Ian go, yeah, guys, it doesn't hurt to get a little closer. Just the go, tip, just for a little bit. Are we sure we want to do that? And then we go closer, and I'll go, huh, all right, that was cool. Right, Ian? And we go, Ian? Ian? And I go, damn, we got to go inside the door. Ian yep, went inside the door. <laughs> Making you demands. <laughs> like, take me to your leader. Take me to your leader. So, like, yeah, some questions. I know how this works. <laughs> So, so Matt goes and tries it out. He steps through and finds himself in what he thinks is the same place as last time, but he realizes it's not the same place. Like, it's similar, but it's not the same place as last time. Same thing. He's, gre- he's greeted by um, one of these other creatures that looks different than the last one. Last one looked like snakes. This guy looks more like a fox. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. <laughs> what did the fox say? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> The fox just said done. That's all he said. Uh, but yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So he walks down the corridor, um, which seems like a long time, perhaps like an hour. Um, and he keeps on trying to ask the questions to like this guy guiding him or this thing. And he's just not getting anywhere. <laughs> with them. Uh, and then he walks into this room that has all the, the pillars again. And, uh, and But there's no one on them. <laughs> and... Um, um, he sees the Terangirl where he entered and boot, boot prints leading away from it. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And there we go. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts about this? I mean, before we get into what happens next, I mean, were you thinking that obviously these were a lot more hostile than the last ones? I, at least I, that's what I felt when I read it the first time. Like, the first ones, the snake people were like, yeah, we're used to seeing you. Like they're like, we haven't seen you in a long time. Mm. And they thought like the guy was wearing his skin, like human skin. Like, mm. <laughs> like, like, like it was felt like they were it's trying to like all attack him. Super weird, to be honest with you. But like, why is there another one? Why is it in the middle of that city? Why another does one? it have fox-ish type people instead of more snake type people? Mm. Like. If there's an infinite amount of possible universes where infinitely different choices could have been made along the way, then truly there are probably an infinite amount of variations of these systems, tangrils, whatever, what are are we calling this? It's a angril, tangril? Tangril. Tangril, right? Mm -hmm. And there's an infinite number of versions of them that works slightly different and the people inside of them who also had a chance to make an infinite number of different choices that could lead their lives different ways and there's an infinite possibility or infinite possibilities of different people that are inside of it controlling it or anyway so I think if if Matt really wanted to look long and hard enough into the different mirror worlds he could find more versions of these things that work slightly different every time okay yeah, that's going to get in his way. I think we need to have mm-hmm. a moment for clarity. Of clarity for Matt. We need to come to Jesus' moment with Matt. Yeah. Well, and he assumed the rules in this one were the same as the last same. one. Exactly. They, weren't, they were not. Yes. So, yeah, eventually he gets to this room. Like I said, it's a star-shaped chamber. There's eight pedestals. There's no one on it. And he looks back. The doorway is gone. So the way out disappears. And when he turns back around, they're all full of people. These fox people. And Matt immediately starts asking questions, like demanding answers. And they just don't even answer him. Like they sit there and just stare at him. And he's like, 
I want answers. Like you tell me right now all this stuff and <laughs> and like he's frustrated, starts just like angrily rambling. He's like finally just says says, I wanna have all the holes in my memory filled and they're like done. And he kinda like <laughs> steps back and says, What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he continues to angrily spit off. He's like, I wanna be done with the free of free of Aes Sedai and the power. And um and I wanna be uh, I wanna find a way back to Radio. Uh, yes. And they're like, done, done. Done. <laughs> <laughs> that was his most dangerous moment, free of the ice die. So many implications. How what did he do to himself? He may no longer ever be able to be healed by Moraine or protected by a lightning bolt or mm-hmm. who knows. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Matt didn't realize that this one doesn't, it's not answering questions, it's granting wishes. This is. So, Chris, you were saying about the most dangerous one was to be free of the Aes Sedai. Yes. Like, that. First and foremost, will he ever get the dagger back? Because I said a while back, I think he's going to get the dagger back. That may be the way the holes in his mind are filled. Maybe he gets out and he, the box is there with the dagger. Which means, who's going to help him capture this thing inside of himself when he loses himself again? Like, will he ever be around, be allowed to be around Egwene and Nynaeve and all of them again? Like, there's too many, too many things up in the air about making that comment. What are your thoughts, Ian, about these three things he asked for that were granted? I don't see him going full dagger, I'm Matt. Horrible lag now, y'all. I think it's, man, I don't know. Um, maybe the only way all of these things can happen is if they fling him into a mirror world where all of these things are the case, where there's already no more eyes to die and blah, 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 blah. Or maybe it was a, a version of where he was healed but not totally separated from... Um, you know, his memories or whatever. So I don't know. I can't think of a way with the information we have now. I can't think of a way that all this stuff is answered other than, I mean, the easy answer is stick him into one of these flickers, one of these mirror worlds where all that stuff is the case. Hmm. But, but then it might be one of those scenarios where like it rains donuts or something like everything's close to being the same, but (laughs) not quite. Yeah. You know, dinosaurs still exist or, so yeah, so we then end this with the uh, the fox people saying, "Well, you didn't name a price, so we'll name the price for you." And suddenly, darkness fills everything, and he feels something around his throat, and he can't breathe. And we cut the block and end the chapter. He was like, "Air, oh yeah, air." Something around his neck, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the question. Thoughts? Something like, around his throat, yeah. like that chain uh, like, that they put around the girls, the yeah. channeling girls. Let's, let's but it's down. for men. Mm. Okay, interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. Actually, I never thought about that. Yeah, I just thought like. I don't know what I thought when I read it. I was like, eh, maybe they're killing him. Maybe they're being sly. Maybe they're taking his life in exchange. Yeah. 
And maybe his body will be possessed by something else. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. We'll see. But anything we missed from this chapter? Probably. Probably. Yeah. We covered the Avendisora uh, tree, the channeling out of the water, the fog. Yeah, I think we got all the highlights. I think we're pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I think we got most of it. All right, so favorite character? Mm. Oof. Mm. Our new wise one. What is her name again? Amice. Amice. Uh, yeah. I like her. Okay. Strictly, that's really, really the reason why I like her. I like her attitude. I like her demeanor. I like that okay. she outsmarts Moraine. Like, all of that just gives her one up in my book. Okay. I like Rand here, and I'm giving it to him because, and I might end up being wrong on this, so much of what he's done up until this point is because someone convinced him that's what he needs to do, or someone told him he needs to do it. And I was even thinking maybe he's doing this because the snake people told him to, but then right off the bat he's like, nah, bro, snake people didn't tell me to do this shit. So if this is a result of him reading, him researching, him trying to figure out, and it's not somebody like twisting his arm to do it, this is kind of one of the... It was a pretty big move for him to be mm-hmm. putting together himself and doing it in a very badass way and confidently going up in front of these ladies and using some old code ancient gesture to ask permission. They're like, well, it checks out. Uh, uh, we'll run uh, through. Uh, you know, that's. Yeah. yeah. He's doing a lot. Sounds good. Well, next time on the World Reads, we'll be doing chapters 25 and 26, and you'll understand why I was being such a dark friend and making you do these weird, abrupt endings um, the way I did it. Um, I apologize again for leaving these cliffhangers for you, but the next two chapters definitely go together. So um, those chapters' titles are The Road to the Spear and The Dedicated. So... Yeah. yeah, I don't know if you can pull anything out of that. It's a yeah. Simba moment, <laughs> dedicated. It's where they lift Matt up, and they're like, He's back. Yeah, that was my favorite part of that whole movie, by the way. Yeah, these these two chapters are usually people's top favorite chapters in the entire book. I mean. It's in the top five on pretty much everyone's list that I've ever talked top to. Top five. Top five. Top five. Because there's some other chapters. I mean, they might be number one for some people, these chapters. Um, but there's other chapters that come These are the chapters that are finally giving us what we want. We're going to find out more about Rand. We're going to see what's up with Matt. We're going to have a going, get some proper training. Training. Training on channeling. But On dreaming. On dreaming. The same, same. But different. True. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. I can tell you that much. So (laughs) let's do it. You guys will enjoy it. So let's wrap it up. So, how we can be found? We can be found at the Wheel Reads everywhere. Yeah. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Um, on YouTube now, too. So, YouTube. I haven't done TikTok yet. Should I do TikTok? Maybe I should. I don't know. No, don't waste your life. Yeah. I'll just do cat videos. I'll take pictures of my cat or videos of my cat. 
And I don't know. All these, all these other creators do TikTok now. I don't know. <laughs> that is up to you. We, we will support you and what you decide to do. I, I, I probably not. I probably won't. Um, yeah, we're not on TikTok. Our Snapchat, our, uh, our, our, our only. Well, we, right, we don't talk about the only fans, but um, <laughs> mm-hmm. the wall reads at OnlyFans. Um, but yeah, so uh, uh, our email is thewillreads at gmail dot com. Uh, you can send me an email. Um, would like to hear from you. Also, you can check us out at our website at www.thewillreads.com. There's a theme going there. Um, there you can find links to all sorts of things, like our Discord server, which we have 490 people in. Unless people joined since I, we started recording, um, we are 10 away from 500. So it's a yeah, pretty cool, cool place. Got a lot of people doing first time, a lot of first time readers reading through the book, sharing their thoughts. We enjoy that a lot. And then there's lots of things for other stuff like memes and Star Wars and Cosmere and pretty much everything and anything. We just talk about stuff. So um, share pictures of your pets. Uh, we like those. <laughs> so yeah, come come join our Discord server. Um, it's also how you listen to us live uh, when we do open to all. It's through our Discord server. So uh, that would be great. Uh, I appreciate it. Or, or just enjoy it if you do. Um, also, there's ways to support us. Listening to us is, of course, the number one way of supporting us. And, of course, if you're hearing this podcast, you're already doing that. Other ways are Patreon. Um, that's probably the best way to monetarily support us. For a dollar a month, you get live recordings um, and some other perks. And it goes up from there. And you get more and more stuff as the per- as the dollar levels go up. Um and merch we do sell merchandise as well through new creations by Jen. we have all sorts of things from frosty mugs to t-shirts to hats to shot glasses to pretty much yeah lots of stuff i actually think about doing um um they, they offered if we could do like a will will reads onesie for like babies i'm thinking about maybe, uh, uh, that would be cute putting that in our merch store so uh we can actually have onesies in case uh, you know you want to have a, uh, our, our our logo on your kid I might, I might do that just to be selfishly when, you know, uh, put a, my, my daughter's still young enough. <laughs> she wears onesie, so. so yeah, um, uh, we might do that. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but, uh, other than that, yeah, feel free to like, uh, subscribe, uh, rate us on any platform that you listen to us. We are on almost all of them. Um, I don't know of any that we're not, if we're not on a platform, let me know and I'll try to get us on that platform. But I think we're on like uh, 10 or 12 <laughs> different different podcasting platforms including like Apple, Pandora, Google uh, Spotify, all those places so um, yeah um, yeah, like us, share us, subscribe us and that's all I got for this week so anything for you guys until next time peace thank you for listening to The Wheel of Reads see y'all next time